It's 2015 in the eastern part of Florida. Dinah calls her older sister, Melinda, who lives in California, to share the information her grandson, Michael, has discovered. Melinda, are you sitting down? Yes. What's the matter? I can tell in your voice it's not good news. It's not, Melinda. My grandson has our mother death certificate. She wasn't pregnant when she died. Six months later, Dinah's thoughts still resonate whenever she thinks on the chilling discovery found by her grandson. She opens her diary and begins to write. As an adult, I ain't writing the word to express how I felt at the age of two when my mother died. I envision my mom in heaven so it would be most appropriate to tell this poem, Heaven and Bound. God sent me an angel before I was three. I stood in church at my father's knee. I only see those two bonnets on me and my sister's head. Blue and pink, beautiful is true. My garden angel wasn't only showing me their color. It had to be deeper and something further and for me to find out about my mother. The taller and another child, the bunnies on their head. Nah, my mom is dead. I don't remember exiting out the church. Only the bunnies cast it, it stuck all these years and it was plenty thank you Lord for sending me an angel to guide and for me to remember did you have to die mom because of lust and envy do I have to know at this time when their life has ended mom I still love you although a short time your spirit returned to God, heaven found. The doorbell rings. Hi, Selena. Hello, Ma. What were you doing? Just writing some thought about your grandmother, Maria, in my diary. I wonder how Grandma's life was like with Grandpa St. Louis. I was told your grandfather loved your grandmother but something went tragically wrong that caused her death. Something isn't allowing me to let go of the idea that something happened more with my mother. 76 years earlier in Georgia, New Hope Baptist Church is having a special event. St. Louis, Ella, and Essie enjoys attending because it enables them to mingle with other young adults. May I sit with you, young lady? Sure. Well, what's your name? I'm St. Louis, my ma and my pa, Alula and Jimmy. My name is Marie, and my mom's name is Anna. I'm not sure who my father is, because the man who lived with us isn't my father. Okay, well, for starters, do you have a boyfriend? No. Okay. Wow, look at all that food. Let's get in line. I'm hungry. Let's go. I'll probably try a little bit of everything. It all looks delicious. Yes, it does. You want to go to the picture show Friday with me? 
Let me check with my mom first. Then I'll let you know. Well, where do you live? Just a little distance from the mill pond. Okay. I'll come by on Wednesday to see if you can go. Okay. Let's eat. Meanwhile, Beatrice has decided to attend the church festivities. Hey, St. Louis. Mary. I didn't think you two knew each other. Mary being the reserved, quiet type, and you, St. Louis, <laughs> being the outgoing, playful with all the ladies type of guy. Anything's possible, I guess. <laughs> Where's your forever dream guy, Simon? Hiding under a tree to avoid the sun? <laughs> You're not funny, St. Louis. You tend to your business and I'll handle my own. Bye, girl. Think before you try to mess with somebody next time. Did you have to treat her like that? She was only joking. Joking my ass. Pardon, Lord, forgive me where I am. You don't know Beatrice like I know her. Oh, really? Sounds like you got history with her. Nah, not like that. I'd be seeing her in some of the local juke joints I go into. Nothing to concern yourself with. Okay, if you say so. My mom must be ready to go because she's walking over here. Mary, I'll be leaving in a few minutes, so meet me at the car. Now, who's this handsome young man talking to my daughter? Well, my name is St. Louis, ma'am. Since you're here, may I take your daughter to the picture show Friday night? Aren't you Jimmy and Lula's son? They're good people, hardworking, and tend to their own affairs. Yes, ma'am, I am. Sure you can. Mary just needs to make sure she's caught up on all her chores, and that'll be fine. Thanks, Mama. I'm ready to leave when you are. St. Louis, I'll see you Friday night. Around what time? Seven o'clock. See you then. Nice meeting you, Miss Anna. Nice meeting you, son. Take care of yourself, and I expect you to do right by my daughter. You hear? Yes, ma'am, I will. St. Louis's sisters, Ella and Essie, join St. Louis at the picnic table. Where's your friend? She's a pretty girl. You got a liking for her? Her name is Mary. She doesn't live far from us. And yes, I like her. I'm taking her to the picture show Friday night. Don't you two give her a hard time, got me? We got you, brother. We'll be nice this time. The way Beatrice be in your way all the time. I thought you and she had something going on. No, it's not like that. Beatrice has a boyfriend named Simon, so how you can come to that conclusion? Just observing, brother. That's all. Let's get ready to go before it gets dark, because I don't like walking in these Georgia woods at night. Speaking of observing, I noticed how Beatrice was eyeing St. Louis and Marie. You would think you two had something going on. She's sitting there with Simon disrespecting him. I don't understand why he put up with that. All I could do is shake my head. Simon's sitting there spineless, letting Beatrice control the situation like she's the man. Pitiful. Y'all, let's go. Essie, St. Louis, and Ella's walk back home isn't anything less than adventurous. St. Louis finds every opportunity to horse around with his sisters, laughing and joking. St. Louis quickly picks up a grasshopper and thrusts it towards Ella. Oh, St. Louis, I'm going to get you. 
Girl, it's only a grasshopper. Calm down. I don't care what it is. I don't like anything on me but my pretty light skin and my clothes. You play too much, St. Louis. Essie, St. Louis, and Ella finally make it home to find their mother, Lula, is awake. St. Louis leads the way, abruptly enters the front door. St. Louis, I know you didn't enter this house like that. Slow it down, boy. Hi, Hi, Mama. Mama. Y'all have fun? Yes, we did, Mom. Where's Daddy? He's already asleep. I have some important questions to talk over with him. I'm taking Mary to the picture show Friday night. Okay. She's Miss Anna's daughter? Yes. I think St. Louis is smitten with Mary. The two of them couldn't get out of each other's eyesight the entire picnic. Yeah. I told St. Louis and Essie how I saw Beatrice eyeing them. If looks could kill, they'd both be dead. Beatrice lives with her father and stepmother. I heard through the grapevine her stepmother doesn't treat her the best. Her stepmother sells dinners on Sunday. I've tried her food and it was good. Meanwhile, at the home of Anna and her daughter, Mary, they speak more on the church picnic. So, Mary, did you enjoy yourself today? Yes, I did. St. Louis and I got to talk a lot. I can't wait to go to the picture show with him Friday night. I like him, Mama. While St. Louis and I were talking, this girl named Beatrice came over to the table. It seemed like she was poking fun with St. Louis because he was with me. She described St. Louis as being playful with the ladies, and I as quiet. I took it as a joke, but St. Louis wasn't laughing. She seems to be an okay person. I know of Beatrice. She lives with her father and her stepmother. I know she sees a young man named Simon. Unlike you, Mary, I perceive Beatrice to be cunning and outgoing. You, you're more laid back and quiet. There are times some people may take your qualities as being weak. You must be aware not to allow people to misuse your good qualities. Now you go ahead and get ready for bed. Good night, baby. Good night, Mama. It's Friday, and St. Louis has asked his father, Jimmy, to borrow his car to take Mary to the picture show. St. Louis arrives at Mary's house. St. Louis is feeling a little anxious because he wants to be a top-notch gentleman towards Mary. He knocks on the door. Good evening, Miss Anna. Is Mary ready? Good evening, St. Louis. Mary, St. Louis is here. I hope you two have fun. Yes, ma'am. We're going to see an invitation to life. Mary comes out and it shows she has put on effort to look extra nice for her date. Wow, you look beautiful, Mary. Thank you, St. Louis. You don't look bad yourself. Enjoy, you guys. St. Louis grabs Mary by her hand as they both walk towards the car. They arrive at the theater. Seems like everybody's here today. I hope it doesn't be too crowded. Isn't that Beatrice and Simon standing close to the entrance? I guess so. Come on, let's get into the line. We'll be able to get the tickets. This movie must be good. Hi, Beatrice and Simon. Y'all going to see Imitation of Life? Yes. Simon and I thought we'd hang out tonight. I see St. Louis at this being a gentleman. You both enjoy the movie. Maybe we can all get together. That sounds good, Beatrice. We'll let you guys know what day will be good. 
present day, year 2015, Dinah continues talking with Selena. I believe your grandfather must have courted your grandmother, Marie, about a year before they decided to get married. Do you remember anything about your mother? Vaguely. I do remember being in a church and seeing a casket. That vivid scene has stayed with me until this day. Some years ago, I told my aunt what I remember, and she told me I was at my mother's funeral, and your aunt Melinda and I had on bonnets. When my aunt shared that information, I was in a state of disbelief and shock because there had to be a reason. I remember that specific moment. Ma, I remember you mentioning this to me. Since Michael is home on summer break, I'm going to ask him to go on Ancestry to see if he can find some information about your mother. Thank you, Selena. That would be nice to see if there is anything that can shed light on why I'm perplexed in my spirit. Imitation of Life has finished. St. Louis and Mary walk out of the theater. St. Louis stretches his hand to take hold of Mary's hand. Mary smiles and allows his hand to caress hers. Thank you, St. Louis, for asking me to go to the movies with you. I enjoy spending time with you. I hope you feel the same. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. I enjoyed my time with you. Let me open up the car door for you. Thank you, St. Louis. You're such a gentleman. Maybe we can do this once a month. I would love that. Well, here we are at your house. I'll walk you to the door. Thank you. St. Louis has seen Mary to her front door safely. St. Louis leans towards Mary to give her a kiss. Mary is nervous, so she lets out a chuckle. Until next time, Mary. Good night, St. Louis. Mary watches St. Louis drive away in the car. She turns and walks into her home. Fast forward to year 2015. Selena approaches her son, Michael. Michael, I have a project for you to tackle during your summer break. Your grandmother has brought to me that she's concerned how her mother really died. She's feeling a little apprehensive with what she was told during her childhood. She feels there's something more to what she and her siblings were told. I would like you to start on Ancestry.com and see if you can find anything regarding your great-grandmother, Mary. I know this will be your first time going on that website, but I know you're up for the challenge. Okay, Ma. Her married name was Mary Newton, and her mother's name is Anna Simmons. See what you can come up with using that information. I'm off to work. You have a nice day. You too, Ma. Michael has found himself emerging into the Ancestry website. First, finding it quite cumbersome. Pulling up a massive amount of information for those named Mary Newton, Mary Simmons. Born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Abbeville, Alabama. Dover, Georgia. His eyes zoom in on Dover, Georgia as if something is directing him to start there. He clicks on that link to see what is listed for Mary Newton. 
Back to 1939, where Mary and St. Louis are enjoying each other's company. The feeling of young love is in the equation. They are inseparable. St. Louis finds he can't stop thinking about her, even when he is away from her. He goes to his father, Jimmy, to talk with him about asking Miss Anna for Mary's hand in marriage. Hi, Daddy. May I speak with you about something? Sure, St. Louis. You know I've been courting Mary for a while now, and we enjoy each other's company. I want to ask Miss Anna for Mary's hand in marriage. Hmm. You do? Well, St. Louis, marriage is a big commitment. You are forsaking all others and telling this person you will cherish and love them no matter what or who comes in your path. Are you ready to make such a commitment, son? I am, Dad. You've taught me the value of keeping God and family first and strong ethics of hard work to provide for your family. I've seen you sacrifice for the sake of your family and cherish mom and your children. So, yes, I'm ready to make that same commitment. I hear strong conviction in your voice, St. Louis, and I feel confident you are ready to handle the responsibility of leading a family. I've been hearing some side talk of Beatrice always being in you and Mary's way at times. Do you see this becoming a problem once you and Mary are married? Ugh. There's nothing going on between Beatrice and me. Beatrice may have some inclination towards me, but she has a boyfriend. She knows I don't feel the same towards her. Okay, St. Louis. Since you made it clear where you stand, she should go on with Simon and not further pursue you. Thanks, Daddy, for your blessings in this. I appreciate you standing by me, giving me the advice that I need to hear. I will go over to Mary's house and talk with Miss Anna. Good luck, St. Louis. Love you, son. Love you too, Daddy. St. Louis's day has been made glad by receiving his father's blessing, and now he must meet with Miss Anna to see if she would also give her blessing in her daughter and him marrying. He decides to walk over to Mary's house so he can get his thoughts together. He finally arrives and knocks on the door. Well, hello, St. Louis. You here to see Mary? Actually, Miss Anna, I'm here to talk with you. I would like to get your okay to marry Mary. St. Louis, Mary's my oldest child, and I want whatever will be best for her and for her to be happy. I'm sure your folks have spoken with you about the commitment of marriage. You're forsaking all others and saying you will be this person's one and only. Now, do you feel you'll be ready for that? Miss Anna... I love your daughter, Mary. You've seen we've been spending a lot of time together, and when I'm away from her, she's on my mind, always. You've raised a fine woman, Miss Anna, and that's why I want to marry her. Mary, come on out here so I can talk with you. St. Louis, I didn't expect to see you today. What brings you over? Are you the reason my mama has called me? Yes, Mary, come sit down. Mary. You know I really care about you, and I've fallen madly in love with you. I hope you feel the same way. Will you marry me, Mary? Mary is caught off guard, and she can't find the words at the given moment to answer St. Louis. She looks at St. Louis and cuddles his hand and smiles. 
St. Louis, I do feel the same. I would love to be Miss Marie Newton. Wow, I'm overjoyed you said yes. I can't wait for us to plan the rest of our lives with each other. Any special dates y'all have in mind? Not yet, Mama. Being in a small town, it doesn't take long for the neighboring family, friends, and acquaintances to hear of the proposal between St. Louis and Mary. There's excitement in the air, but amid Beatrice, she is consumed with bitterness. Bitterness of knowing her chance of getting St. Louis for herself is next to impossible. She knows Mary holds the key to St. Louis's heart, and she holds back the disappointment and jealousy. St. Louis's walk home is peaceful and fulfilling, knowing he will be with the woman he loves very soon. Well, 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 if it isn't St. Louis, the future family man, you ready to settle down with the same woman for the rest of your life? You hush, Beatrice. Why are you worried about it like we got some kind of business going on? Where's Simon? You're in my face more than your so-called man. Why are you with him if you don't want to be with him? There will be nothing more between us other than acquaintances, so please stop approaching me whenever I'm with Mary, as there's something going on or something. Who you think you're fooling, St. Louis? You know you're attracted to me. Don't make that mistake and get stuck with the wrong woman, St. Louis. Don't worry, Beatrice. I have it handled. I love Mary, and I plan to marry her, so you need to get used to it. <laughs> we'll see. Mary Newton, born 1919, to mother named Anna, father unknown, born in Dover, Georgia. Michael continues scrolling through the information for Mary and finds the names of the other family members, who are mostly female, living in the household alone with their children. Michael wants to share with his mom what he has found so far. It's been a long day, Michael. Have you had any luck finding any information for Mary? I finally found a Mary Newton listed in Dover, Georgia. I'm pretty sure it's her because I see her mother's name, Anna. I'll continue looking to see what else I can find. Thank you, Michael, for taking your summer break to do this research for your grandma and I. Over the years, I remember your grandmother sharing a little with me and your Aunt Rini. She would tell us your great-grandmother, Mary, got sick after having a newborn and she died. I'm thinking your grandmother still has questions regarding her mother's death. Her spirit won't rest until the research is done. I'll let your grandmother know you found something on her. She'll feel hopeful to hear that. St. Louis and Mary plan their marriage to be held at New Hope Baptist Church, so they prepare to have it a week before the 4th of July holiday. Ma, can you help me decide which dress I should wear? Should I go with the knee-length or ankle-length dress? Both dresses have the veils to go with it. I think the ankle-length dress will be fine. It has the pretty lacing on the back with the beads, and the veil has the same. It's beautiful, Mary. You're going to be a beautiful bride. The big day has arrived. Family and friends of St. Louis and Mary are gathered at New Hope Baptist Church. The inside of the church is nicely decorated with purple and white. 
the white runner illuminates the church aisle that leads to the front of the church. Every other pew is adorned with purple and white roses. St. Louis has a few family members as groomsmen, and Mary has the same number of women as bridesmaids. They wait in the front of the church, with the pastor standing in the middle, waiting to coordinate the union of St. Louis and Mary. The pianist plays Sophisticated Lady by Duke Ellington. The doors entering the sanctuary opens, and a boy and girl slowly walk down the aisle, spreading the flower petals along the aisle as they lead the bride to her groom. Mary is both happy and anxious. Happy she is marrying the man she can't stop thinking about, but anxious because she knows marriage is a huge commitment. She's not worried if she can fulfill the duties of a wife, but she desires to be with St. Louis for the rest of her life. Mary has her brother walk her down the aisle. They finally reach the front of the church. St. Louis looks at Mary and adores the elegant wedding dress she is wearing. Mary stares at St. Louis and feels how blessed she is to be marrying her best friend. The pastor reads the vows and pronounces St. Louis and Mary, husband and wife. The pastor gives the okay for St. Louis to kiss his bride. Mary waits patiently for St. Louis to lift her veil and kiss her. <laughs>